Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database. Here with Avishua Eisenberg, that's me. And for today's issue, I am really excited to have with us for an interview the mastermind behind the Marbitz Torah of Zichru. And it's one of the most popular Dafyomi programs and podcasts right now. We have Rabbi Avram Goldhar. Thank you so much for coming, Rabbi Goldhar. Pleasure to be here with you, Shiloh. And right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about what you do. Um, and again, we thank you so much for gracing us tonight. But we're gonna talk about the incredible contribution to the worldwide Torah learning that you have made, especially in Dafyomi. But first, I want to quickly acknowledge um, our sponsor for this week. So thank you so much to Esther Freund, who um, who sponsored in Schos and in Mazel Tov for her, the Bar Mitzvah of her Bechor, um, Yosef Eliyahu. So Mazel Tov to you. Thank you so much for sponsoring. And anyone else who wants to sponsor, all you have to do is just reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. And you could make any dedication you would like. Okay, so now Rabbi Goldhar, so you are here with us. And I want to introduce this conversation and interview um, by quoting famous psukim that we have in the Sheish Zechiros. So the second of the Sheish Zechiros, we have Mamed Har Sinai. The Pasuk says, Rak hishamer lecha ushmor nafshcha ma'od pen tishkachas devarim asher necha. You have to be careful um, lest you forget the things that, that we witnessed at Har Sinai. Many of um, the Rishonim and the, um, the Sifrei Halacha use this as the source that there's actually an Isser to forget your Torah. Now, some people, you know, or maybe you might say that most people have a derech halimud that is not necessarily, um, it's not necessarily set for even retaining your Torah, but, um, and so that might speak to how well you um, attained the Torah in the first place, but we have this isra of forgetting your Torah, and I, I think that your contribution helps us a little bit with uh, with um, sparing us from violating that Isser. So I, I want to just ask you as we begin this conversation. So this weekend, Klai Shal is going to be completing Maseches Erevin with the Dafyomi cycle. Um, this is the third Masechta of, uh, of Dafyomi. And we are well over 300 blot into the into Shas. And we'll be beginning Psachim. And I think this is a great time to plug Zichru. So what I would first like to ask you about Goldhar is tell us what exactly is Zichru? So Zichru is a program that's designed specifically for Dafyomi at least to start uh, based uh, because of the challenge that people have with Dafyomi because given the pace, the amount of material that people are going through daily, uh, one of the Achilles heels of the program has been the forgetting. It's very, very uh, debilitating over time when you keep going through so many dopamine and then what you've gone through often becomes a big blur and eventually a big fade away. So this Dafyomi cycle, uh, my partner, Mr. Barry Leibowitz, who's a Dafyomi Magid Shir, uh, decided to create Zichru to address this issue. So we go with the premise in Zichru based on the Pasuk Zichru Torres Moshe, uh, Abdi, that uh, our goal is not to remember everything from the daf, but to remember something from the daf. And you have to start somewhere, and many people have this this feeling that they can't remember everything, they can't remember anything. And we really believe it's the exact opposite. If you can believe anything, or you can remember anything, excuse me, 
you can ultimately remember everything. You just have to do it step by step. So in Zikru, our step is that we take three topics uh, for each stuff. We identify them. We focus on ideas that people can walk away with and know. And we have a, use a memory, a classic memory technique. Uh, we make see money. We connect those three topics to the os of the duff so that people can remember which duff the material is on and they can catalog the material as they go to the duff in a very systematic way with very, very easy, effective retrieval. So people are remembering three topics per duff. So as you mentioned, we've reached uh, over 300 blood. That means at this point in the cycle, we're, we're well over 900 um, topics that people have at their fingertips and they can tell you which duff materials on it gives a tremendous sense of uh it's a great kenyan and it's very empowering and that's really what we want people to have is that what we call the million dollar feeling mm-hmm. the, the feeling of knowing where something is like that at your fingertips which is what we hope uh, our members are achieving and it seems to be thank god a lot of them are so that was that was a great um, rundown of Zichru. Um, and now for for me as a as a direct recipient and beneficiary of Zichru, so I knew a lot of that. And for for the listeners, um, you know, hopefully, you know, you're you're getting a little bit of the feel of what Zichru does. But as Rabbi Goldhar alluded to, um, somewhat in passing, Zichru is not entirely limited to Dafiomi. So Zichru has an entire program for recall in terms of the Parsha Hashvua in Chumash, all of the Torah. And with that, I want to actually um, tell a quick story um, that um, it happened, I believe it was over the summer, Rabbi Goldhar was running a, a Zoom seminar where it was basically how to remember every, every topic in every Parsha in the Torah. And one of, one of the, the routines that Rabbi Goldhar, I remember you went through, was in terms of remembering how many parshios there are in each of the the sefar on the the Chumshe Chumshe Torah? So the the way to remember is just just keep on repeating 12, 11, 10, 10, 11. 12, 11, 10, 10, 11. Bereshit says twelve. Um, Shmos has eleven, and so on and so forth. And then as you're going through it, 12, 11, 10, 10, 11, it hit me like I had heard this before, and I and then I, then I remembered. Oh my gosh! You like um, around fifteen years ago when I was uh, when I was in school in RJJ. Um, th- th- this guy must have been there, and lo and behold, I, and I asked you, and you said yes. You know, it was probably somewhere between fifteen twenty years ago that you were in RJJ, and so what? What, what I understood immediately was that you've been doing this for quite a long time. So I wanted to ask you, how long really have you been um, involved in these tips for for recall and memory and Torah learning, and where did you learn your tips from? Yeah, so it actually goes way back um, to the beginning for me. I, I developed an interest in Yiddish guy when I was 19. I grew up conservative. I went to like a Salman Shekhtu type school uh, growing up, but really didn't have much serious engagement um, in learning. And then when I was uh, finishing up high school, I, I decided to defer college. I went to Eretz Israel to learn uh, at Eishat Torah. And uh, when I got there, uh, Rav Noah Weinberg, that's all, the founder of Asia Torah, you know, many people are familiar, well familiar with him in terms of his, you know, innovations and what he's done in Kirva Hokim, uh, which I'm a recipient of, but a lot of people don't know that he had a, a many novel ideas in terms of learnings, uh, especially for people coming in who are starting out, you know, more or less from scratch. And one of his ideas was that it was very important, instead of jumping into Gamora learning, 
and just getting acculturated with, you know, being in the base midrash, he really felt it was important for Dalit Shuva to establish a broad sense of ideas, uh, a broad knowledge base of learning. So you had a perspective and you could build a little more systematically. So when I was there, when I got to Yushalayim at the age of 19, the first thing I did, I uh, was part of a chabur of 10 students, uh, and we memorized the Tariq mitzvahs, which he had encouraged us to do, in the Seder of the Rambam. So we learned 10 mitzvahs a day. Uh, it was, I remember that 6.30 to 7 in the morning, before Shacharis, oh, wow. before I was even dubbing Shacharis, I'd actually <laughs> walk back after uh, learning the 10 mitzvahs a day uh, back to the dorm. But we did 10 mitzvahs a day in the Seder of the Rambam, and so just in over two months, we had memorized the Tariq mitzvahs uh, and the basic meaning of each mitzvah. And they actually made a siyam at that time. Reb Simcha Wasserman Zatzal had come to our siyam. It was actually a, a, a relatively big event. And it was very exciting. So right from the get-go, for me, um, two things were really established in my approach to learning. One was seeing the big picture. Uh, the idea of seeing things systematically, you know, you can imagine using the Rambam, it's the, the most organized presentation mm, of Yadiyas sure. and Mitzvahs. So already I had, from, you know, two months in, I already had now a perspective of all the Mitzvahs categorized. And the second thing which was foundational for me was the idea that I could remember so much. I had no idea. Like, wow, 613 commandments, Mitzvahs, that, you know, it just seemed uh, like a dream. But Practically, it, it, it's very doable, and uh, can you still so list them today? Shape. You you're still you're still able to list them today? Yeah. Amazing. Okay, I'm not going to make you do it now. We don't have enough time for that. But yeah, okay, keep going. I'm sorry. So, uh, so that was the uh, that was the beginning of it for me in terms of getting the the the, the concept of mastery, but really mastery that comes through being organized in your mind by organizing the ideas conceptually that was really the the uh the foundation for me and then um what happened was once i started to then learn how to learn uh i went through a period of frustration because i felt that while i was getting skills uh in learning in terms of the actual knowledge base uh beyond that uh, i found it was very piecemeal very fragmented you wanted to parak here a daf here Simon and Shulchan Aruch over there, uh, and it was very piecemeal, and, and, and also the Parsha. I found that, I found it frustrating that I'd come back to Parshios in the Torah every year, and I felt that I was literally, like, beginning at the beginning again. <laughs> right. You know, what was in Parsha's Matos? What's in Parsha's Boloscha? What's in Parsha's Kiseitze? Kisavo? Masa? You know, all these Parshas, they felt very foreign to me, even though I'd been to them the previous year. So another idea, and this is really uh, was a big turning point for me, another idea that Rev. Noah Weinberg had, uh, which he encouraged people to do, was he actually created simaning for the Chumash. Every psucha and stuma in the Chumash, uh, he, cre- he gave a title to. And there are 668 psuchas and stumas in the Chumash, and everyone got a title. And I'd heard about this concept when I first got to H, but I... I didn't do it, and I didn't know anybody who had. But after a couple of years in, when I was so frustrated with not having the Chumash down, I eventually uh, made a commitment I was going to learn five simanim a day, you know, Breshis, Or, Rikia, Yami, Moros, Opos, Adam, Shabbos, Ched, Isha, Isha, Grusha, Kain, 
to five a day at 668 in total, that uh, takes about four months to, to master the Chumash that way. And what I did was I took a Koran Tanakh, just the, you know, a Chumash with just the Psukim, no Rashi, no translation, just the Chumash itself. And I read a Parsha a day. Uh, so you have 54 Parshas in the Chumash. That means every two months I was uh, completing the Chumash. And I would just read through the Psukim and then I would master the Simanim. And that was a huge breakthrough because all of a sudden the Chumash, which feels so daunting and overwhelming, and all of a sudden it really began to shrink, shrink, excuse me, it really began to shrink in my mind where I was able to review it uh, using the Simanim in about 10, 12 minutes. I could review the entire Chumash, the organization of it, and I had all the Makoros at my uh, fingertips. So that was a, another major breakthrough for me. Uh, and then it kind of led into when I eventually got smicha, uh, just around the bend here, I was got smicha. I started to teach these methods to uh, students coming in on the intermediate level, and eventually developed a curricular. In four months, you memorize the chumash using this methodology, and then I wrote a course, an overview of shas mishnayos. In three months, getting an overview of all the masechtas and shas, as well as the breakdown of the prakim. So within seven months, someone coming from really nothing could have the entire Chumash organized in their mind in a very systematic way, and they could have see how Torah Shabbat Peh was organized as well in terms of the all the Prakim and Shas and the major topics which were covered. So the idea of being very organized and systematic, uh, it was just a win. It just makes things easy, and uh, and that's how I... So I've been doing it for... Now it's close to uh, at least 35 years I've been doing I've been involved in this type of approach. Wow, and that's that's amazing. And for you know, for the those who apply the methodology and get to feel that million dollar feeling, I guess for you, knowing that you're contributing to that. So I don't know how to put a price on that feeling, but it's got to be a, it's got to be a great feeling. Um, yeah, yeah. It certainly, it certainly is, and it's it's great to see the uh, success that people are having. Baruch Hashem. Um, so. So wow, so so it goes back that far, and so you, so really, you you had a coach in in all these things, and I, I think we we should all have a, a coach. We should have a rebbe and and a masora. And with that, I want to actually touch on an, a very interesting aspect of all of this, especially the the methodologies used by um, Zichru. That it's that I would intuitively we hear this, and it's it seems really new and unconventional, and. On the one hand, you can't really argue with success, but what what what's the Masora? Do like we have this we have this Masora for this this concept? So we use we make these simanim. So um, I'll just elaborate a little bit. But when we talk about simanim, we have these illustrations. We make these pictures in our minds of 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 what 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 we whatever we want to put in there, whatever we're trying to remember, we incorporate that into a picture. So. I'm familiar, you know, growing up, um, you know, in yeshiva, you might learn something by way of a song. You might learn something in many different ways. Um, but, you know, wh- wh- do we, where do we find in the roots, in the, um, in the Torah, this concept of these making of simonim? Well, it's interesting. The, we saw in the Sefer Shavuz, Dabkuf Dalad, when it goes to the osios of the olive base and it gives the meaning, the, I guess the existential meaning of each os. That mm-hmm. all of base represents all bina and gimel dalit is gomel dalim, and then it got to samach ayin. We get simanim ase ukne torah, make simanim and you acquire torah, 
And so it's, I always just find it fascinating that two letters of the olive base are wrapped up in the concept of simani uh, on such a fundamental level because people think of simani uh, and memory things as it's cute, it's nice for those who are into it. You know, it's like, but the reality is that Torshabal Peh, the nature of Torshabal Peh, is that Tor should be in your head. And how do you take something, you know, it's one thing when it's on a page and it's organized in front of you, but when it's in your head, how do you organize that? How do you access? How do you manage it? So the only way you can manage a idea, a concept that's part of you, but it has something that's, that you can actively retrieve and have mastery over is to package it in your mind in some way. And that's why we saw in the Gomorrah and Erevin and Daphne and Dala talked about, you know, um, in a Torah nickness, that'll be Simani. The only way you can acquire Torah is with Simani, which is if what I, I like to say. Simani is just a way of packaging it in your mind so that you tagged it, you've labeled it, and now you can, just like you go to a filing cabinet, you can just know where to look under M's for whatever you're looking for. Likewise, in your mind, you've created a, a simon for it. So the only way to take all the Torah that we're learning and manage it in a proactive way is to package it. And that's what Simanima really are about. They're about packaging our learning so that uh, by just triggering the, in our case, for the Duff, the, the story that connects us to the three topics, then it allows our mind to get back to the Duff uh, where the material is, and we can, you know, unravel and, and learn more from it. So, simanim is fundamental to the acquisition of Torah, as it says, in Torah, Nikas Elbi Simanim. You can't really own it. You can know things, but one thing I'll just share that when I've done this with kids, and I, for a number of years, I trained, you know, I, I taught in schools to see how early we can introduce this. Uh, it was down to fifth and sixth grade that I uh, taught, and special programs on remembering Torah. And what, what came out in the schools is the principals were shocked, not by how much the students knew. They knew so much. They just had no idea they knew so much because they had no way of retrieving it. But when you, when you give someone a, a Kali, a, a structure, a vessel to be able to access everything, then all of a sudden you become like a fountain. You, just have, you know so much and you have access to it. So that's so Simani is very fundamental to uh, the learning process, specifically the mastery of of ideas in our learning. Ren, I, I guess that's kind of like if you know you 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 know oh I have it in this room somewhere, but if, if you don't have the the files um, all together and organized, so you know it, it's just it's a mess. And the, uh, this is true with life. So that the, I think part of the million dollar feeling is not just the ability to retrieve, but just also knowing that it's there filed somewhere, just, you know, the comfort of, I know it's in there and I, and I, and I know exactly where I need to go to get it. Cause you can't, um, you can't hold everything in the forefront of your mind at once, but I, I guess the, the methodology of Zichro allows that you can retrieve it from wherever you need to find it. You know, it's just like a file cabinet. Correct. So that's amazing. Now I'm coming, just coming back to the DAF a little bit. So, there, uh, there are a lot of, uh, I, I guess there, there are a lot of uh, devils who um, we would want to advocate, um, advocate for. Um, so there, there are a lot of you know, Yitzhahara maybe, who um, I, I've heard this in, when I started Zichru, and there are a lot of different um, you know, things that might preclude a person from actually beginning. So you'll have some people saying that, you know, oh, it's 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 just three items. You're just gonna remember three items on a DAF with with who knows how much material is on there. 
or I've been doing Dafyomi. I haven't been doing it until now, so I should start now and, and use Zichru. Or maybe I've been doing the Daf without Zichru, and now you want me to jump in now. So we have a lot of there. There are a lot of different um, arguments people might make to preclude them from jumping in and, and taking the plunge to Zichru. And I, I, I want to know, Rabbi Goldhar, what would you say um, as as a pitch for? All those different arguments. So we, we, we can take it bit by bit. But let's say you have a person who, who, as you alluded to earlier, oh, you know, it's cute for those who it works for, but come on, it's just three items, and, you know, I, I don't know. So what would you say to those naysayers? What would I say to the naysayers? Um, the first thing is that, uh, you know, I compare the idea of remembering your learning to like someone who saves money. Um, puts in the bank account. You know, someone who makes money and spends money, but then doesn't have anything at the end of the day. So that's a certain lifestyle. That's a certain way of being. And, and you know, and, um, but those type of people have never experienced what it's like to have money in the bank. Uh, but I, I tell people that remembering learning isn't just like you remember your learning. It's, it's like someone who didn't, well, never put money in the bank and all of a sudden, He's got $1,000 in savings. Now he's got like $10,000 in savings. And imagine, you know, as time goes on, he has $100,000 in savings or even more. That person doesn't just have money in the bank. He's a different person. What, what he did was by, by taking what he's doing and investing himself by putting it in the, in the bank. So now he's got resources. He's got possibilities. When someone has a millionaire, you know, they don't just walk around thinking, oh, I, I'm glad I put money in the bank, they walk around very different about who they are and what they're able to do. So it's the same thing. Most people have never really experienced what it feels like to put money in the memory bank, so to speak. Uh, they, they don't know what it's like to have the, the, the pleasure where you, you're actually building ideas. So when it comes to the, you know, the three, remembering three things, only three things from the blot, you know, as I said, it's like, it's like someone, someone never put any money in the bank and says, okay, I'm always putting away a little bit of money, but the the reality is just like compound interest. It starts to really, you you save money and starts to compound. That's what happens to the idea. So I would say, give, you know, give yourself a shot of experiencing life on the other side. We're actually remembering what you're learning in a very proactive way. It's a whole skill set. It's a whole experience of learning. It's, you can't compare that feeling that when you learn something, you know exactly what blood it's on or how many blood it came up on, and you can cross-reference. When you have that, when you're on that side of the aisle, so to speak, you're in a different place than the person who's always running a deficit where they're living in Fuzzyville, where they've gone through material. And, again, you know, I, I know what it's like to, to go through Masechta and, uh, or open up a Masechta and see my notes on the – and I, the only reason I know that I went that Masechta is because I saw my handwriting there. But otherwise – it fell away. So I would say to the uh, the people that have never experienced it, give yourself a shot because once you start to amass, you know, ideas and you can see you can do it, it's a very empowering feeling that um, they've probably never experienced before. And I will tell you, Yeshua, that I just recently got a, uh, a uh, WhatsApp message from someone in Eretz Israel, and he's nine days into... Uh, Zichru, and he's a man who's let's say now in his fifties, from what I could surmise. And he said to me, 
you know, in my life, I've never walked down the street and reviewed nine blog, 20, at that point, you know, it's uh, 27 topics, ideas at his fingertips. He's never experienced it. It's a fantastic feeling. So I would just say, uh, you know, the eighth aura loves to make people feel bad and, uh, and wants them to hold them back from pleasure. <laughs> so I would just say uh, they're denying themselves a, a real pleasure that really builds pretty quickly. Yeah, and in fact, um, um, from personal experience, I would also definitely um, throw in my, my two cents on the matter, and that is that there's something very empowering about being able to remember what's on the duff, and it's a, it's a new skill set. It's, it's not just, you know, now you remember what you learned, but it's, you can apply this anywhere. And it, it's not just a matter of, you know, you can shock your friends and you can impress them, you know, or rebellion, which I've, I have done. People have been real, you know, shocked to see what I'm able to recall. Um, and they, they feel that, you know, they have that sense of, wow, you were actually Kona, that doff. And as far as the, you know, the, the, the three items. So another feeling that I've had about it is that, um, you know, what, what we do at Zikr, that's, that's not the end. You know, that's, that's the beginning. We, we, we have an anchor on each and every daf of Gemara, for example, where you could, we could always come back and we could modify um, our yidios. And But at least we, we have something to come back to. When we say Hadran Allah, we actually mean it. And, 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 the, and the next time we come back to it, it's going to be even stronger than, than it was before. And th- that is, that's something that I have felt very empowered by. And I think um, anyone else who t- decides to take that plunge they will also feel that feeling, that, that million-dollar feeling, as you mentioned earlier. Now, um, I guess as we wrap up, um, do you have any, any final takeaway messages for the listeners, maybe how one can access um, uh, information and content from Zichru, and again, also that, that, that takeaway message from this interview? Yeah, so, uh, so first of all, everybody can go to zichru.com. We're actually in the midst of the next day or two, our site's going to be completely upgraded. Uh, uh, so we're in the midst of making, getting all our resources that we've covered so far today up on the site. It's going to take a little while, but it'll be a very robust site. But anybody can join Zikru. We encourage people to take what we call the 14-day challenge, which is what we're promoting now. Remember, 14 blot in 14 days. And, uh, and you go to zikru.com to sign up uh, for that. Uh, you'll also find at zichru.com, Z-I-C-H-R-U.com, you can find out also a WhatsApp uh, number, which I'll share right now, actually, 973-440-3013, if you want to get the materials via WhatsApp. Um, but the, the best thing is to jump in and take the 14-day challenge and see whether you remember 14 blot in 14 days, which means you have 42 topics at your fingertips that so you'll be able to instantly recall uh, and see what it feels like and if you're able to do it. But we uh, we we definitely believe you will, and we're going to we provide coaching, which is I think a very important part of the program. Issue is that there's being that memory mastery and effective long-term systematic review is something which a lot of people haven't really been trained in. Um, it's we feel it's very important, Zikru, to give people insights, training, uh, techniques, and methods. Uh, and to address their questions on, on mastery. So that's another facet of Zikru. So we try to do our best to hold, so to speak, people's hands in the beginning of the process, especially so they feel like they're getting the proper guidance uh, in doing it. But we're starting Psachim, 
No, no better time. No better time to jump on. Finishes a week before Pesach, so it's a perfect time to uh, to really master the Masechta and uh, and experience what it's like to really uh, to know so many ideas and to be able to walk into a seder with uh, 120 blot at your fingertips would be a great way. I definitely a big push, a big thrill of freedom. Mental freedom as you'll experience. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thank you so much, Rabbi Goldhart, for your time. Hashem should give you the strength and the capacity and the years to complete this Dafyomi cycle and to help others complete this Dafyomi cycle and many more after. Um, it's, a, it's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you so much. So that's all the time we have left for this Real Talk Torah. Keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah. Thanks for joining us here at the database.